Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Katherine Durston, an RD2B who has her art degree and found dietetics through an interesting job experience while she was in college. Catherine shares more about how she decided she wanted to be a dietitian, helping other dietitians with their creative sides, college during the pandemic, and what she is looking forward to in the future. Please enjoy my conversation with Catherine. I'm excited to be on the other end of the interview and get to learn more about you today. And I know that we haven't talked in quite a while, so I'm sure you have some changes that have happened for you as well. So let's start, let's go, actually, let's kind of go back to when you kind of, tell me about when you kind of figured out you wanted to go into dietetics or when you thought maybe that was a career path for you. Yeah, so I did not have the most traditional route, as I'm sure many can attest to that, but um, I started out as an arts major and was doing that for a while and ended up getting kind of a summer job working actually as a manager at a fruit stand for an apple orchard. And through doing that, just seeing people talk about fruits and vegetables and just being surrounded by them. And, you know, I would take home all these in-season vegetables and fruit and make meals out of them. And it really just got me into cooking and nutrition and food. And I think through that, I just started finding my love for nutrition and I only had a few credits left of my arts degree, so I kind of ended up finishing that, and then I ended up transferring schools to a Western Michigan University, and once I was there, I started pursuing my undergrad in dietetics, and now I just finished my junior year, so that's, that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah. Now, were you ever exposed to, you know, was that like... When it comes to being exposed to being part of a farming kind of situation, were you exposed to that before you did that job or was this a first time experience? This was honestly a first time experience. I had never really been exposed to it before. And when I heard about it, my friend was kind of like, well, you get to sit outside all day and sell (laughs) fruit to people. And I was like, well, that sounds great, you know, like in the moment. And it was kind of cool because it was a manager position. So there was some kind of managerial duties and, you know, it sounded like it'd be good for a resume and it was kind of just a seasonal job. So I was like, you know what, let me try it out. And I really just ended up falling in love with the farming community in West Michigan and just, you know, nutrition and food in general. So it was a really great experience, but I wouldn't say I was exposed. That was kind of my first exposure to that type of community. Gotcha. And honestly, like that's kind of an intimidating thing to kind of get involved in because, you know, when you don't have that experience with farming community, it's like what to expect. You just don't know because you don't have any idea what it's actually all involved. Oh, right. Like, People, it honestly was a lot of people educating me. I mean, the people that go to the fruit stands, I mean, they know their tomatoes. They know their, you know what I mean? Like they, they know their stuff. And it was a lot of them educating me actually, which was a really good experience because I I didn't know a lot about like canning and, you know, in season produce. And, you know, I didn't know those things before. And I think, you know, through working there, I was glad that everyone was just so nice and welcoming and really kind of taught me a lot from that experience. 
That's great. And you, um, how old were you when you kind of started that experience? So I was probably 19 at that point. So I'm 25 now. So yeah, it was probably about six years ago now. That's pretty awesome for being that young and having such a cool opportunity. Oh yeah. Like it was really just kind of random. Like they just needed somebody. And I had done a little bit of like customer service and stuff before. So they were like, you know what? Like you could definitely sell fruit. Like we think you'd be great at it. And I was like, okay. And it was just kind of a local smaller farm. So I think I just got really lucky that the opportunity uh, came about and I'm definitely really grateful because I'm not sure I would have got, I'm sure maybe eventually I would have gotten to nutrition, but I'm glad that that kind of like kickstarted the process. Yeah, that's true. Cause it maybe you would have just been, you know, who knows at what point in your life you would have, you probably always had it in you, but it just probably was that experience that brought it out a little bit earlier. So I like that you made that analogy of it probably would have happened at some point, but that was just a great, <laughs> great intervention at the time it did happen. Oh, oh, for sure. So when you, well, and I always think about, do you kind of feel, um, I always kind of see that there's this connection between like food and people that are kind of artistic. I don't know if you've ever thought of that before, but I always feel like food is like very artistic in the way that it, you know, shapes its sizes, cooking and putting things together. I kind of feel like it's very similar to art. So I don't know if you've ever drawn that connection yourself, since that's something that you have a history that you have a degree in. Oh yeah. I've, I actually didn't realize until I started kind of getting into this world of dietetics, how much of a connection there really is between art and art and dietetics and food. Like you're saying, I mean, even just like creating the recipes and, you know, creating like these beautiful food platters and food photography. And, you know, even down to, I did a lot of like graphic design and, you know, that kind of thing. And even a lot of that, I mean, there's so much room for that, obviously with like social media and, you know, I never realized how much of a connection there really would be. But now I feel like having like that art background has given me so much more opportunity in this field than I honestly ever would have thought. So I'm definitely really grateful that things happened the way that they did. And I was able to kind of have that foundation going into dietetics because I think it does give me a certain, you know, kind of leverage that I have that background. So I I definitely think there's a connection there for sure. I agree. I think that that's great that you have kind of that double whammy, like awesome powerhouse. You got your art degree and then you now you're doing your dietetics degree. And I kind of feel like when it um, comes to just, you know, like you said, like creating food, the recipes, all that kind of stuff that that just gives you, I mean, food is eye appealing. People are drawn to food. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that just gives you just that extra superpower. Oh yeah. I I love it. And I definitely want to start getting into more like the food photography and and styling. And it's, uh, that is, I I definitely feel like a whole art form in itself. I mean, some people are just so amazing. I mean, you look through these cookbooks and there's just these, Mm -hmm. you know, beautiful platters and it, it's definitely something that I, you know, would love to get into in the future. Cause like you said, I think there's a hundred percent a correlation there. And I think, you know, anyone in dietetics, I think could benefit from, you know, taking art classes or taking, you know, those design courses. Because I think you're, you know, even in your free time, just reading some books on it, because I think it definitely can help bring out like the creativity. I feel like dietetics can be really science heavy, which is great. But I think there is a creative side to it that doesn't get brought out enough. And I think that, you know, taking more creative courses could really bring that side out of people that they might not even realize that they have. I love that idea. And now that you say that, I really wish that 
oh gosh, that would have been a great kind of component of dietetic schooling is having kind of that artistic food photography, even all of those different things just to have maybe one or two options. Oh yeah, I agree. And even, even like I said, going into like, just even, you know, web page, like design and like graphic yeah. design and branding design. Like I actually started getting into helping a few dietitians doing like volunteer work and stuff with their, their branding and their web page and, you know, their graphics. And, you know, I was surprised how like maybe some of them just didn't really have those like creative skills to like put together a color scheme and you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and after I like show them a few things they're like oh my gosh this makes so much more sense and you know without having that kind of taking those classes having that background it's like you would never known to put those together so I think that you know there's definitely a lot of power there and like don't not forgetting to take those kind of extra courses and teach yourself those extra things because I think it really can you know make a difference in the long run of you know your career or you know just whatever you want to do. Sure good that's a great point great point so tell me how you felt when you went and started to do your dietitian degree work, you probably didn't have to go back. Did you have to go back for all four years or how many years did you have to go and do your, your didactic work? So yeah, no, luckily a lot of classes uh, transferred over. I did have to do a little bit of like summer classes. I still am. I have to take a class this summer, but of a few of the more like science courses, because obviously in arts, you don't really take a lot of the science classes, but a lot of like the humanities credits, all of that stuff I already had. So it was more just taking those kind of more like chemistry, biology, those kind of classes. But um, luckily it still was around. Maybe I had to do like two and a half years total. So not not a full four years, which is really nice. So I'll I'll graduate next year. And, you know, so that was great that at least some of the classes ended up transferring over. Good. And so when you started doing all the science classes, how was that transition for you? So I never saw (laughs) my, (laughs) it was hard at first. My first, my very first chemistry course, I remember it was just like gen chem one, like the basics. It was really tough. Like I remember I got my first exam score back and it was like an 82, which at the time, I mean, you know us, like an 82 is like not great. You know, you want that. You want that A. And and I remember being so defeated. But I think just with time, I realized how much I actually love science. And I think I do. I think I was so stuck in thinking I had this like creative mind. And I like could only have that. And I never realized, no, you can have both, you know, you can have the scientific mathematic mind, and you can also be creative. And I, I didn't think I could. But then I think through taking those courses, it actually brought out a certain love for for science and now I honestly enjoy my science classes almost more than any other class so I was really glad that I ended up taking the leap and in doing a bachelor of science because I think I wouldn't have found my love for science if it wasn't through that but it was it was a transition for sure it was a lot of um I have to do a lot of like extra studying I would say like a lot of YouTube videos you know chemistry tutor you know a lot of those extra things because I might not catch on to the concepts as quickly as some people but I think you know I'm willing to put the work in and I think that definitely you know makes a difference that's awesome that's good because that can be a little intimidating when you go you know into that if you haven't been in a lot of science focused studies before dietetics it can be a little intimidating for sure 
Oh yeah, especially with I, I never I guess you don't think science is math too. Like you don't think you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like you don't I never thought like oh chemistry is gonna be doing like all these equations and all these things I haven't seen in algebra that I haven't seen since like high school and so I never expected to be doing any of that. But like I said, I'm glad that I jumped into it because now I, I love science and research and I actually love chemistry. So I think that you know, it all happens for a reason, but it's de- it definitely can be intimidating going into it. I think it might deter some people from going into dietetics, but I think they shouldn't let that scare them. Absolutely. How has this year been different for you with the pandemic and your studies? Has it affected, you know, you and your progress with your degree? Yeah, I think the online learning has been an adjustment. Um, I'm not always bad it has been nice because I do live 45 minutes from my campus so from that standpoint yeah it's been really nice to be able to not have to do the commute but I think I also feel like I am missing out a little bit on that you know in-person experience and the role plays and the group projects and you know just getting that um, human interaction and meeting other dietetic students it's been kind of hard to meet other people in my program because, you know, we're just all talking through a screen and people aren't turning their video cameras out or people aren't maybe, you know, people. so it's kind of harder to make those connections, but that's why I've really been trying to do, you know, other like volunteer work and join, you know, do other things as well. So it's not just that, but I definitely think it's been an adjustment and I am hoping we go back to as much as I like, you know, learning in my pajamas, you know, I, I really hope, <laughs> I really hope we go back to, as long as it's safe, you know, go back to the, the in-person learning soon. Cause I, it would be nice if my whole, it's almost been the whole time I've actually been doing dietetics is when I started right when this all started. So I actually haven't really, like I did obviously have that college experience with, you know, my other degree, but as far as this degree, I haven't been able to have that experience. And so I really hope I at least get that my senior year. Oh, for sure. Because that would be like nice to be able to have, you know, all your final classes with some like-minded people in the same space and not having to feel like you're isolated in this little room with a computer. Oh, oh yeah. And even just meeting teachers too, it's, it's really hard to make those teacher connections when, you know, you're just sitting there through a screen and some of my teachers I never even met in person which is really weird because I'm not Mm -hmm. used to that and you know you're used to be able to going to office hours or you know meet them on campus but there's there's not as much of that and so it would be nice to be able to make those kind of connections with the staff and with the program director you know in person so I I am hoping I'm really hoping it goes back to that it's looking like it is so just got to stay positive about it (laughs) good yeah what kind of opportunities have you kind of had in your last you know year and a half of experience as a student and kind of maybe what you're looking forward to to kind of get you ready for that next step yeah so well as I've said I did mention I worked you know at the um produce stand and that actually led Mm -hmm. me to working on um, an organic farm over the summer so I've been doing that the past four years and I'm doing that again this year so having that experience has been really nice because it's a way even last summer when COVID was kind of in full swing I had this like outlet where I could go outside and just work on the farm and be around the you know the produce and it just was nice to still be able to have some of that like in-person volunteer work that I wasn't really getting 
other places like hospitals and stuff kind of shut down and weren't taking volunteers. So I was really grateful. Yeah. Yeah. To have the farm as at least an option for volunteer hours. And so I was really grateful to have that. And then I've, just like I said, been doing some work, like virtual work with um, dietitians. Like I said, kind of helping them with social media or helping them with their website, doing some graphic design. You know, I've made some logos and stuff like that, which, you know, it's been really helpful just making those connections and like learning. Obviously, there's so much to learn from experienced dietitians. And so it's been really nice kind of getting some of those experiences, even if it's just virtual. I think it's still great that we have that option to be able to still do something. Oh, for sure. Because if you, you probably wouldn't even have had those experiences if you weren't forced to have those virtual experience, mm-hmm. probably. So that's mm-hmm. kind of nice to have that. Well, that's, and yeah, I've heard, I forgot you mentioned you work on the, you worked on the organic farm too. So I think that's a very interesting, you know, like your resume will definitely be very different from a lot of mm-hmm. other you know, I know. dietary <laughs> students and, and interns. And I think that's going to be a really cool thing I never even would have thought of that as a as a student myself to even think about working on a farm or working with produce or anything like that so that's awesome I know I it's something I've actually in the past like written some blog posts and some about but it's something where I'm like telling dietetic students or dietitians I mean if you're listening right now like go work on a farm like go and not just going to the local farmer's market, like go and like work in the dirt, like be one with the bugs, you know, like get on a farm and like see where the food comes from, like see how it's grown, like the different varieties. Like there's, it's such a whole nother world almost that I think we're so involved with food and like telling clients like eat the vegetables or, you know what I mean? Making the recipes Mm -hmm. with the vegetables, but then we don't think about, well, where did these come from and how did they grow and what different varieties are there and what about the nutrient levels? And I think that that gets a little bit overlooked and and that's definitely why, you know, I'd love to advocate for people, you know, I've done it going on my fifth year now. So this is not, you know, it was something that was so rewarding to me that I continue to spend every summer doing it for the past, you know, four years of my life. And I, I definitely recommend anyone to just, you know, connect with your local farms. I mean, I'm sure they would love to have you, especially people that are interested in nutrition and you know so I'm going on a whole spiel but I I just think it's such a good opportunity (laughs) that like you said I don't think people think about and I think you know hopefully I'd love to get more people thinking about it because I think there's a lot there to unpack that doesn't you know that isn't otherwise Mm -hmm. is it so this is not you know maybe this is an odd question but I think a lot of people probably are a little intimidated by farmers, you know, when it comes to what most people think a farmer is like, they kind of probably think it's mostly male dominated and it's, you know, kind of gruff and tough and really dirty. And so how do you kind of, if you had to tell me who had this idea of what a farmer was, what has been your experience with working with a farmer? Honestly, I guess I cannot say for every farm, but for my farm at least, and you know, the other ones in the past I have seen is they're, they're really amazing, wholesome people. I mean, they, to be a farmer with the amount of work that has to go into it, you do really have to love what you do and have a passion and be, and to have a successful farm. It it takes so much knowledge and like just grueling hours and it can, but I think, you know, at least my farmer, he's just so 
willing to help you and teach you. And he wants you to like go and grow your own farm and like start your own garden. He's very open to like giving advice and, you know, teaching you about the different varieties. And I think it can definitely seem intimidating, but I think they truly just love what they do and that they love, you know, when you ask questions and when you're interested in, in the produce and, and just genuinely wanting to you and the farmer both want to spread the local produce and the idea of eating fresh vegetables to the community. Like you share that goal. And I think really like riding on that, that you both kind of have a similar goal, even if you don't think you do. And I think if you keep that in mind, then it makes it a lot less intimidating. Awesome. That's a great, good advice. I think that's to think of them more approachable and that they really, I feel like they would love to have dietitians and dietetic students and interns just because they know that we are there to help them spread the message of the power of food and where it comes from. And so I think that's great that you kind of are sharing your own experience of how it's been great. Oh yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, my farmer, like, I think that was one reason he even, cause you have to like apply for the work share. And one of the, re- I was like, oh yeah, I'm going into nutrition. He was like, oh, that's great. And that was another reason he wanted me to work there is cause you know, mm-hmm. he knew I had that passion. I think, um, another thing too, I mean, especially for like RD to B's or interns is that, um, I haven't done this too much yet with my farmer cause I'm pretty busy, but if you have time, I mean, a lot of farmers are even open to you, like, you know, making recipes with the food and like sending it out to the to farm members and, you know, kind of working with them or even giving like nutrition um, seminars or, you know, talking to the members of the that buy the produce and telling them what to do with the produce. And I think they're really open to those kind of opportunities more than you might think. So if you're looking for those kind of extra ways to get your name out there, there's so much networking that you can do within a farm community. I mean, those people love fresh food and vegetables and just like you do. So I think that sometimes we might overlook that that could even just be a really good way to like network and meet people in the community who also love fruit and vegetables, just like you do. And so I think it can be a really great opportunity to do that as well. Yes, good point. Especially, you know, we all love our farmers markets. So why don't we just go one step farther back? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, with the farmers, right? Like that makes it, sense. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that that's how I feel too. So. so when you think about the next year ahead and kind of preparing probably for your internship and kind of what the future holds, and I know this will probably change for you, which is completely fine, but we might have to podcast after and see where you end up. <laughs> right. Maybe, Maybe share with me what you kind of feel like you want to do in the future, what your internship goals are. What is that? Maybe first job. What do you kind of, what are you thinking? Okay. So I I definitely am someone, I really have like an entrepreneur mindset. I really want to own my own business. And so I think, you know, going going forward the next few years, I'm trying to, you know, just meet with like, like-minded people or dietitians that are already owning their own business and just learn as much as I can about how to start my own business within the world of dietetics. And that's kind of what I've been trying to work on now. And, I, and kind of going on that, I think as far as an internship goes, I'd really love to do something more like a distance internship or something that gives me the flexibility to be able to choose rotations that I feel like would align with some of my future goals with, so I think that would kind of be as of now, obviously, like you said, who you never know, like who things knows, always yeah. can change. <laughs> exactly. And, and obviously, you know, with the whole master's degree, you know, there's so many things that are, mm-hmm. I think are going to be coming up in the next few years. But I do think, you know, as of now, I see myself, you know, applying for more of those 
um, independent kind of distance internships where I, like I said, could kind of choose people who might hopefully be doing some of the things that I would like to do, which like I said, would definitely involve like starting my own business, maybe doing like private practice. I think as of now, that's kind of the direction I'm looking towards. So that, that would kind of be what I'd say the next year and, you know, going into my internship would be the experiences I'm hoping to gain and look for. Sure. You'll have to, what, when do you map, when do you start applying for your internship? Do you know, is it the fall? Yeah, it'll be February. Okay. February. So you got a little time yet, which is good. a little time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be working on the farm again this summer. I am. I just went there today, actually. So. <laughs> Very good. What kind of, what's the produce that you work with? So he, um, we do only all organic and it's all vegetables. So not that many fruits, but pretty much any vegetable you could think of, you know, between potatoes, tomatoes, mm. peas, you know, let lots of different lettuce, bok choy, kale, um, all um. But pretty much any type of vegetable you could think of. Um, we did do like strawberries one year that, you know, it's hard. Michigan's hard with the fruit. I'm sure a lot of people know, you know, you usually need like a warmer climate to do a lot of different kinds of fruit. So he pretty much just does uh, vegetables, but so one day it would be nice to maybe work with someone who does do some of the fruit. Cause obviously that would be really nice. I mean, you know, like peaches and apples and all that is great too. So I would love to get experience with that. But I think, you know, for now, the vegetables, I mean, that's still great to, to work with. Oh, and Michigan, I always, you know, people always forget Michigan has some delicious, like, fruit and produce and things like that. So you don't have to be on a coast to get the good stuff. Right. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, even just through... um at the fruit stand, I remember like the amount of apple, different kinds of apples. I mean, there's so many different kinds of apples from Michigan that, you know, you wouldn't even think about. And they all taste so different. And it's, it's hard to remember that an apple is not just an apple, you know? So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's so true. There's, you're right. There are so many different kinds of apples. <laughs> I know. It's, it's actually, it's actually was crazy The And then there's people that are like, so they need this certain kind of apple. And it's actually kind of funny to see how, you know, crazy they are about this, like one certain kind. You're like, all right, well, I need to try that one. <laughs> you know, that's true. I always think about like, you know, how the question is like, how do you like your eggs? You can tell, you can tell a lot about somebody how they like their eggs. But I feel like you could do the same thing. Like, what kind of apple do you like? Because people are very passionate about their type of apples they like. Oh, right. It's like if you're a Granny Smith person, like you're one thing. But then if you're like a Red Delicious, you know, like you're right. another thing. Like, <laughs> or if you're like a Macintosh, like those are a little smaller, you know, like I feel like you, you're right. Like you can definitely tell a lot about a person based on their Apple preference. So maybe that should be a new thing. <laughs> yeah. But, maybe I should make that my new uh, question. What are my five questions at the end of my podcast? It'd be interesting ooh, to see what people say. That's a good one. I think you would that would. <laughs> we'll have to We'll have to tell people like on Instagram, like comment below your favorite Apple. <laughs> so, so tell me yours what's your favorite apple okay honestly okay maybe this is basic but I really like honey crisp but oh, they're just yeah. I know it's basic but <laughs> they're just so yep. good and sweet and you know a nice big honey crisp I feel like that's can be like a filling snack you know so. <laughs> oh they're amazing honey crisp are so good I do like oh those. so good mm -hmm. obviously they're kind of like the more expensive like you know the fancy apple but oh yeah <laughs> but that, I think that has to be my favorite <laughs> how about choice. you 
Um, you know, I I kind of toss between I like pink ladies, like I really do oh. like those. And I mm-hmm. there's a new apple that came out this past year called called the Cosmic Crisp. Have you heard of that one? I actually have not. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's kind of reminiscent of a honey crisp, except it's a little bit there's a little bit more crunch to it, and it's really a deep red color. So it's it's in, if you come across it, you might have to try it. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely have to try it now. I mean, if it's your favorite, I have to yeah. at least like anything. That's the thing. Like anytime anyone was like, this one's my favorite. I'm like, okay, I have to try it. Cause it's like, it was your favorite. You know, there's gotta be something there. Yeah. You'll have to let me know if you've come across it and see, let me know what you think, especially if you like honey crisp. I think you would probably like the cosmic one. So yeah. Okay. I'll have to keep an eye out for that one at the farmer's yeah. market. Hopefully yeah. somebody in, in Michigan will, will grow that. You never know. You never yeah. Know. Right. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to kind of see how the next year, year and a half kind of unfolds for you. I know that I definitely want to keep in touch with you and, you know, maybe in a couple years, hopefully if I'm still doing the podcast and you're still doing the dietetics stuff, we can reconnect and kind of check back in and see how things have changed for you. Oh yeah, I would love that. I think, you know, there, everything is always ever changing. And even like you said, since the last time we talked, I feel like so much has changed. So I'm sure yeah. in the next few years, like who knows what will happen, but I would definitely love to stay in touch and hopefully reconnect. Yeah, like you said, if, I'm sure if you're still podcasting away, you know, in a few years, once I'm a dietitian. <laughs> yeah, that'll be exciting. I know. All right. So now for the tough questions. Um, okay. Besides, I'm ready. Apples, <laughs> besides apples, why don't you share with me some foods that you enjoy? Okay. Wow. Um, so I really love sushi actually. It's definitely one of my favorites. Um, and pasta. I think those are just the two I eat the most pastas (laughs) always. I definitely love like a lot of veg in my pasta, like a lot of spinach and zucchini and, you know, throw it all in there. But I think like a good bowl of pasta is really hard to beat. So I think those would have to be my favorite too. Those are pretty good choices. I like, I'm with you on both of those. So that's a good (laughs) How about beverages that you enjoy? So honestly, I'm a little bit boring. Besides water, I would just say like coffee and tea would be, you know, my main go-tos, I think. So you're nice and hydrated and caffeinated. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got to have a little bit of, got to have balance, right? (laughs) (laughs) Is there any scent or smells that you enjoy? Yeah, so I would say I'm definitely more like a woodsy scent. So I like like cedarwood, sandalwood, you know, those type of scents. I just feel like they're really like calming and, and comforting. So I think like if if I was like to go to my diffuser and like diffuse something, I think that's mm-hmm. normally what I would I go to like a bergamot or something like that. Mm. I could see that being, you know, being outside too. I kind of feel like mm. those are outdoorsy kind of scents too. But Oh, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that- that's probably <laughs> describes me as a person. <laughs> a little connection there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now this question might be, I mean, you know, obviously if you were not going to be a dietitian, is there any other career path or any other job that maybe you think that you would have taken on or enjoyed? I mean, besides maybe art, is there anything else that you would have liked to do? Right. Cause I would say like definitely like graphic design marketing, but I think if it wasn't for that, I would, I would go, I mean, this isn't also too different from time to time. I mean, it's pretty different, but I would probably go like sustainability, you know, environmental mm-hmm. engineering that like, or like nonprofit, like something within sustainability. I think I would do obviously 
and or like agriculture, you know, similar to that. I'm sure that's another like no brainer, but yeah, yeah, I probably would go one of those two routes. Who knows? You might, you might ever, you might end up there someday. That's very possible. I know. I probably will combine <laughs> all of it together at this point. You're going to be like the biggest like dietitian agriculture superhero ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope so. I mean, I, I always tell, um, I know my teacher, one of my classes actually called me farmer cat, which like, I don't love the name of the, like, I'm not like, don't super resonate. Like I would come up with something better, but like, it was just funny how even my like teachers kind of knew me as that. Cause it was just like so much a part of my life. So like, who knows, maybe I'll be farmer cat one day. We'll see. That'd be amazing. <laughs> That's kind of catchy actually. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and cat, what brings you joy in life? Um, I guess another kind of makes sense, but definitely like being outside. I love like taking my dogs on a hike and just being in nature. I also am really into yoga. So even just like doing yoga outside or doing yoga in my spare time just makes me really happy to just kind of do those things. So I would definitely say those two things would probably bring me a lot of joy in life. So we'll find Kat outside somewhere doing yoga, yeah. farming, <laughs> walking her dogs. She just sound like that's the place you want to be. <laughs> oh yeah. Like eating my honey crisp apple. Oh like, yeah. Having your pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the perfect life. No? <laughs> well, thanks so much for this great conversation. And like I said, I would love to connect with you in the future, just what you're doing, but it will stay connected during this whole process. And thanks so much for, for this opportunity. Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for having me on. It was honestly an honor to be able to sit here and talk with you. And it was a great time. And yeah, we'll definitely have to connect in the future. So thank you. I really love how Kat has such a unique path to dietetics and her passion for agriculture and farming that completely came out of nowhere. It's great information for RDs to be and even current dietitians to get out, go to the farm, experience you know, where our food comes from, where we live in our communities. I think it's so important to have that application and an understanding of what farmers do. I think Kat's resume will stand out for sure when she applies for her internships. And I truly look forward to all the great things that are ahead for her. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.